Dancers have a lot to balance. From their pirouettes to their jumps, a dancer's performance is a direct result of hard work and motivation. So where does food fit into this? There's a lot of myths and a ton of antiquated ideals about what a dancer's diet should look like. And I'm here to dispel those. I'm Rachel Fine, registered dietitian nutritionist and founder of To The Point Nutrition. I'm the dance nutritionist and I'm here to tell you that to be a successful dancer, you don't have to diet. Instead, I'll teach you how to use food as your best tool to enhance your performance. A nourishing meal plan not only fuels your dancing, but also enhances your strength, improves your balance, supports your flexibility, and most importantly, reduces your risk to injury. Hi. Hi. How are you, Beth? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Oh, of course. Yeah. So you know what? I'd love for you to give us a nice introduction about who you are, what you do, and then we'll just take it from there. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Beth Nicely. Um, I've been a dancer my whole life. Um, professionally as a dancer, I have been a Radio City Rockette and I've been in six Broadway shows. And um, then I'm also a certified trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, as well as a certified pre and postnatal specialist, as well as a certified corrective exercise specialist. Yeah. And um, I run my own fitness company. It's called The Limit. It's a dance hit and tone workout. Um, I love it. I love making everyone strong. And uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> awesome. So um, I'd love to hear about what inspired you in your dancing career to, I was about to say jump ship, but it's not jump ship to the world of fitness, but rather, I guess, maybe inc incorporate that and really join that world full force, you know, in regard to all these multi-certifications that you have. So I'd love to hear about, you know, at what point did you decide, like, this is something I want to do? Yeah, you know, it, what's interesting is that um, a friend had told, told me about a workout, co workout company that was hiring trainers, and I've always loved fitness on top of being a dancer. Um, I've always done, I, I used to do gymnastics, I used to um, do, I run a lot, I've always been a runner, and um, so when this opportunity came in the world of performing, you aren't always in a show and you, and there can be long droughts to, if you um, are working in, I actually auditioned to be a trainer at um, a company when I had not worked in a while as a <laughs> and um, took class all the time. But I was like, you know what? I love fitness. This is an opportunity. Why not? And then, um, and then I fell in love with it. Not only, um, you know, share, sharing, like training and teaching people and making them stronger. Um, I just noticed the more I trained, the more uh, knowledgeable I came, the better dancer I became. Um, and, uh, and it just kind of married both worlds beautifully. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's kind of how it fell in. It was a lack of, lack of performing work <laughs> that, uh, gave me the interest to pursue it. 
Yeah, and that's such a good point because it's uh, definitely an outdated mentality to feel like dancers need to only be in the studio. I mean, at this stage of the game, 2022, we know that mm -hmm. dancers need to broaden their training to excel in the studio. Yeah. And fitness plays such a huge role. I'd love to hear from you about what you notice in both yourself, your dancing, but even in the dancers that you work with in regard to, you know, what benefits are they seeing from starting cross-training routines in regards to endurance and strength? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, it, it's a rule of thumb in anything you do, any athlete in any sport, um, dancing including, included, dance is a sport, um, it's imperative to cross-train because the most injuries happen from repetition and repetition of doing the same, the same exercises, the same moves, the same sport um, over and over and over and nothing else. No other muscles um, that help assist those muscles getting challenged and strengthening. So most injuries happen from repetition. And if you're a dancer, you know, specifically ballet, you're externally rotated so much unless there's choreography where you're turned in every once in a while, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So those external rotators are used and they need some help, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first started doing Pilates like 10 years ago, I went into the studio and was doing everything on my own terms turned out because I, it felt so uncomfortable to me to work in neutral and to work in parallel mm. and luckily I had a teacher an incredible teacher who you know told me she's like I know there's discomfort in changing this position but you need to rewire what's going on right now because the reason this is so comfortable is because those muscles those uh I, I don't know the the terminology I'm a dietitian so yeah um, you know, those, those muscles to stay in parallel and to work through neutral, they got to be developed more. So you're so right in the sense of, I, I love how you put it, you know, repetition is, I guess, one of the leading risk factors of injury. And, you know, we actually see this with nutrition too, in regard to, in two realms, the first being bone health being a huge indicator of injury risk. Um, but also in the dangers of repetition, even with food, with dancers becoming way too comfortable and eating the same foods all the time, just, you know, for reasons of maybe um, feeling like they need to stick to a clean diet or a healthy diet. So we see a lot of repetition there and that too being very limiting on the nutrients that their body is getting. So I, I think that's so important to think about how other aspects create a well-rounded dancer. And that includes cross-training. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting for you, you know, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian and, um, but I am an athlete and yeah. I've learned what I need to feel myself and what, um, what I, it's not possible to, you know, perform at your highest level without the proper fuel. So, um, it, it is, it goes hand in hand of, uh, what you put in your body and what you, how you exercise your body and cross train. And, um, and you know what, uh, overall for me, um, it's, it's important to work different muscles. The body follows the path of least resistance, right? So you're, like you said, with turned out, 
if you're doing that all the time, your body's going to be like, we just want to do that because it's just easy. <laughs> you know, like that's what we've, that's what we've been doing all day, every day. And it's just easy, but following your body is smart. You know, it, it will adapt and get strong at what you give it, but mm -hmm. it also will adapt and get really weak at what you don't give it. So yeah. So it, 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 it's very smart, but uh, in a way, I always say like intelligence sometimes is not beneficial when it's like we take the easy route, you know, like it's like this is going to take less, you know, effort or whatever, but it does take effort to keep your body strong with putting in yourself and cross training. Um, but I think uh, uh, circling back to what I, I love helping dancers with, um, aside from, um, you know, uh, strength training and all that kind of stuff is uh, cardiovascular health and ability. Uh, in my career as a dancer, there's a huge, huge lack of endurance in dancers, mm -hmm. endurance specifically. And I find that in performance, dancers lack the ability to truly be the artist that they can be because they're fighting their stamina to get through a dance number or um, a variation or anything. So the the lack of stamina is um, is intense. So I I tend to train a lot of dancers with stamina because if you have a lack of stamina and cardiovascular ability, then everything else suffers. You can't. Mm -hmm strength training, uh, uh, toning exercises, everything else suffers because you don't, your heart doesn't have the ability to, it just get you get fatigued sooner if you don't have um, cardio uh, strength. So um, it's, it's pretty awesome to see the difference uh, after a certain amount of training in, um, uh, in any dancers I train their ability and the artists they become because they're not fighting trying to get through it. Gosh, it, it is so parallel to nutrition. It really is. And how all of these factors come together to make the dancer, right? Um, in regard, immediately what came to mind for me, carbohydrates and dancers not eating enough carbohydrates and understanding once we start to incorporate that into their meal plans, understanding the role that even that plays in their cardio endurance, as interesting as that sounds, um, it reminds me the way you so beautifully put it is it helps to, sorry about that. It, That's okay. It helps, it helps to alleviate the struggle uh, in class, like the, the physical expenditure so that you have more ability to tap into your mental and emotional um, artistry, right? So that you can now begin to flourish in your actual dancing while still being able to execute the yeah. level of physical activity that dance is. So mm -hmm. I think that is such a critical point. And on that note, you know, what are some, obviously we're, we won't go into too much depth and I'm going to guide all dancers to your resources and how they can, you know, work with you and what you have to offer. But what are some quick tips in regards to uh, enhancing cardio endurance, especially for dancers? Because I agree, that's obviously sometimes one of the biggest missing links in a dancer's yeah. training. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I am a huge fan of circuits and hit getting the heart rate high. Um, so hit is going full out, doing a move and then taking a break and then going full out next move, taking a break. And then you might do three or four moves and in between each move, you'll take a hot second for your heart rate to come down. So you're just spiking that heart rate up and down, up and down to an anaerobic point, which, um, the easiest way to explain that to anyone who doesn't, um, fully understand aerobic and anaerobic. Aerobic is like running a marathon. You can do it for a long time, but it's not your maximum effort. And anaerobic, I like to explain, that's when the feeling when you feel like you're gonna vomit or you can't breathe very well. It's, you can't sustain it for a long time, but you can train to be able to withstand it longer and longer every time you train. So HIT uh, really helps with that because it spikes your heart rate up and everyone's level is different. Uh, an example I might give for someone that's new to HIT would be 20 jumping jacks, 20, um, 20 tap downs, if you know what that is, and maybe 20 mountain climbers, if you're kind mm-hmm. of with those, rest and repeat like two more rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, And then as you advance and progress, uh, you can do harder moves as well. But um, I've I've found it uh, quite beneficial. I use a lot of, um, in my private training, I use a lot of plyo boxes, which are those big boxes you might see at the gyms that people jump on. Uh, And I also use a Pilates box, actually, to do um, some plyometric exercises on the Pilates boxes as well. Sure. Two notes, you know, the first is side note for all the dancers listening, the anaerobic training that you're talking about is the preferred fuel source for that carbohydrates, right? Carbohydrates are uh, what our body can really actually burn anaerobically. Mm-hmm. And that's why often how I explain it to dancers is when we're comparing adage to petite allegro, uh, when you're, when you need to now tap into those quick transitions, quick movements, uh, your body needs those carbohydrates. It needs those glycogen stores to really do that. So it really parallels so nicely with everything you're explaining. Yeah. Um, and then I love the interesting point here is that it sounds like the training that you're recommending really relates to a dance class. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, integral training. There's no doubt about it. You know, we are doing stop starts and stops for however long it is, an hour and a half, especially towards the end of a class. But it's almost to promote that specific type of training for a dancer. It seems to be very unique, at least for dancers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you know, yeah. You take a dance class and you do the routine that you learn and then you go off to the side and maybe mm-hmm. routine and then you come back on. It's very similar to HIT for sure. Um, so it is a great way to train. And then if it needs to be a longer sustained situation, I do love like dance cardio. I do dance cardio with plyometrics for an hour and that just builds, um, you, you know, like, I mean, we do plyometric moves, but like the slower twitch muscles that need to sustain more like on a marathon level, or if you're doing like a 20 minute variation or something like that. But if you're doing snippets and you're on stage for short bursts, the hit is a great, great way to cross train as a dancer. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, another struggle a lot of dancers will have is, and this is a struggle that I see in the nutrition realm of everything, but I also know from personal experience and I know from the dancers I work with that cross-training is something that can also become obsessive for a lot of dancers. So I would love to hear what insights you have for dancers when it comes to building sustainable cross-training routines. Yes. 100%. I mean, my first recommendation on a basic training level is to only work with certified trainers. Mm -hmm. Only. Um, they, you know, it's, you know, it, it's like in your field, it's like these certified trainers have studied, have had an exam, and they have to do continuing education to yeah. keep their certification. So these, any trainer who's certified is, knows what they're doing. So yeah. So they're going to be truthful in your training to what is too much, what is not enough. I mean, I've told certain dancers, like, I wouldn't do this. I, I wouldn't, I would do this. I wouldn't do this. Or, you know, I've, I've worked like if, if a dancer is in season or what they're doing on stage, it's a completely different workout than when they're not yeah. um, on stage or in a season. So you know, I would definitely work with a certified trainer. I mean, if you're a dancer and the certified trainer is a dancer on top of it, <laughs> you know, that they truly understand what you're doing. Um, that's an even more plus, but, uh, but definitely just be aware of who you're working with and who you're training with. Um, because like, it's the same thing, like with a dietitian, you know, like you, you, you kind you have to, you know, yeah. Yeah. Understand. Oh. Everything, everything. I just like really have to uh, pause you for like one second because yeah. it's the same exact thing with nutrition. You know, it's very, it's, um, it's frustrating for us dietitians that even the term nutritionist, it's not regulated. So anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. And at the end of the day, anecdotal experience in regard to food is something everybody in the world has. But dietitians, as an example, same with you, with your profession you have the science, which by the way is ever evolving. So those continuing education requirements, mm -hmm. that's what deciphers yeah. who dancers should be consulting with versus who they shouldn't be. So the continuing education, in my opinion, is so incredibly important, especially when it comes to the body, mm -hmm. uh, biological and physical, and even psychological, right? Because all of these aspects in regards to dancers training, in my opinion, first line of defense is working with a qualified individual, but yes, go on. I think there were two things. That was the first and then there was something else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that is so, so important. And, um, also, you know, this is something that I've personally had to learn because I think that most dancers have the mentality of, I'm going to do it until I break. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I definitely have that mentality and I've definitely had that mentality as a dancer in shows. Um, but there is a point where you can break, <laughs> you know, um, there is a point where you can break. And I, I like to try to teach being a smart athlete mm -hmm. to, um, everyone I train, but you have to listen to your body and, um, if you need to do a low impact or a strength training instead of a hit one day, just because you're low energy or it, you, you know, you're like sore and you have, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness. And it's just, just do that because your job is so physical already that, and, and I'm 
I've learned that running a fitness company because there's only so much working out that I personally can do in a day. So I've learned to navigate and really be a smart athlete on what I'm doing. Always in a performance, 150% full out with great conviction for sure. But just make sure when you get to that performance, you can give that is, you know, in the mindset to know. Um, but that took me a long time. You know, that is also a lesson in itself. And I don't think that is, um, is a bad thing, if, but it, it's a good thing to learn and see. Yeah, very similar, honestly, in regards to my own path. The whole reason I became a dietitian was because I burnt myself out because I was a perfectionist mm -hmm. and I was striving for perfection within an imperfect art. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that dancers now have access to people like yourself, mm -hmm. like myself, who have experienced this and who have now are devoting their current careers to helping in the prevention so that younger dancers actually don't have to get to that point. Because we, because again, where the science is now is so different from where it was when we were dancing. You know, the science has come a long way, especially like in, in my world, in the nutrition world, you know, we know restrictive dieting doesn't work. We know that it leads to injuries. We know that it leads to burnout and the end of careers. Mm -hmm. I, the best I can do it's similar to you is to get dancers to not that point. You know what I mean? Because you know now. So, so I guess my point is, is like, I see the perspective in regards to maybe dancers need to experience a certain extreme of some sort. Right. But at the end of but at the same time now, because of social media, there are benefits to social media. Obviously there's a lot of cons, but there are some pros and the pros are that they, these dancers have access to professionals like yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and like yourself, I'm sure, is not necessarily is a company, a dance company, um, if it's a great one, awesome. But do dancers feel comfortable? It doesn't necessarily feel like a safe space where they can feel like they're not strong. So it's definitely, I love training. Like when I train dancers, it being a safe space for them to say, my knee's actually hurting great. Let's stop. Let's figure out where in your knee is it hurting. Let's look at your form a little closer. Let's see what you might need to adjust everything. And so that when you get in a studio or rehearsal and you're not feeling super comfortable to say like my knee's hurting, that's a really hard thing to say in a rehearsal when you're, you want to be like strong and trying to prove yourself. Um, so to have a safe space, to really have some like some like to talk about something that's bothering you physically and what can we do to strengthen it is so imperative i think and and like you said the mental and the physical aspect of it if you have someone that you know you can talk to about that um that knows what they're doing is and that can help you that is like huge i know for myself you know, running a marathon, I've, you know, running a marathon is like crazy. And you're all you're like dancers, you're always going to have something that you're dealing with if you're doing like an extreme sport like that. And so um, 
I, uh, I'm, I'm like a, you know, a certified trainer, but even certified trainers need someone that they can, you know, refer to. So just having, I have a physical therapist, an amazing physical therapist, just having her and her saying during this marathon, if you need to call me, if something's acting up and you need to call me, just call me and I'll try to walk you through it. And I didn't need to call her at all, but just having that option changes your mind, your mental state and your body, you know? Absolutely, Beth. You are a, such a valuable resource to dancers. And I could not be happier to have had you on this chat so that we can hopefully get this out to more dancers so that they can better understand how important cross training is, but also how important it is to do it in a way that's going to take them for the long run and not lead them to that breaking point. So thank you so much for chatting with me. Tonight. Of course. Thanks for having me.